Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour three. Greetings, conversationalists. I hope your day is going well. It's Eric Erickson here. Open line Friday. The phone number 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. Should you wish to be on the program, not everybody gets through, even on Open Line Friday. You do have to keep that in mind. Now, we must move on to topics because I gotta play this ad. It is really my gosh, is it driving the left insane? Ron DeSantis. The governor of Florida went to San Francisco. He was out on the left coast for a fundraiser, uh, toured San Francisco, saw it for himself, and did an ad campaign, and the left is furious about it. Uh, Where'd the sound go? It went to my computer instead. Okay, let's try this again. Somehow or another, the sounds decided to show up on my laptop and not stream out to you. Here we go one more time. We're here in the once great city of San Francisco. We came in here and we saw people defecating on the street. We saw people using heroin. We saw people smoking crack cocaine. And you look around, uh, the city is not vibrant anymore. It's really collapsed because of leftist policies. And uh, these policies have caused people to flee this area. They don't prosecute criminals like they do in most parts of the country. Uh, And the wreckage has really, really been sad to see. And so I've seen so many businesses boarded up. Uh, I've seen so much uh, riffraff just running around. And um, it just shows you these policies matter. Uh, Leadership matters. They are doing it wrong here. No wonder why we've had so many people move from San Francisco to Florida over the last few years. We got to stop this madness. Uh, We need to restore sanity to this country. So London Breed, the the mayor of San Francisco, says Ron DeSantis only provided a snapshot of San Francisco and did not portray a holistic picture where they struggle with Climate change, among other issues. I've told you guys this story before. I just, this, I I, got to repeat this because London Breed saying he, DeSantis provided a snapshot, not a holistic picture, all that stuff. When I was on city council, uh, so I was elected to a city council in Macon, Georgia, worst job I ever had. Uh, there's this thing called a constituent. Constituents are people, and people are stupid. And constituents are a subset of the really stupid people uh, because they got issues. I had one guy yell at me at a grocery store one time because the city sanitation department did not pick up his trash because the idiot hadn't rolled his trash down the night before, and he missed the trash pickup, and it somehow it was my fault. While all I was doing was trying to buy eggs and milk, he's upset with me because he was too lazy to roll his trash can down. Constituents are people, and people are stupid. 
Worst job ever. It was a full-time job for a part-time salary. Oh, my gosh. I did it for one term. And, I I mean, I knew I wasn't going to run for a second term anyway. But I had a guy. I, I loved him. He's passed away now. He was he was a reverend. He's one of those reverends uh, of a small church where the entire the church is expected to fund his lifestyle. He had a fancy Cadillac. He had a nice house. The church did not have a lot, but he did. He was a nice guy, but my goodness. The man spoke in PowerPoint presentation legalese. I mean, we must get together for the children to holistically take a sympathetical approach to uniting the commingled entanglements of the community to do some systemic approach to solve the problems holistically. You're like, what the hell did this man just say? Well, what I said was the holistic approach to the systemic tie-ins to the character of the community through a holistic approach to uniting the various constituencies and holisticism. What? <laughs> and what I learned, it's it, it's it's like the approach with some of those, you, you know, the, the, the racism people, the, the race hustlers out there, where they use, uh, they string a bunch of big words together so that you can't understand what they're actually saying so they can sound smart. Oh, he used big words. He must be a genius, Ibram Kendi. No, he's actually an idiot, but he uses big words to try to disguise that fact. The rule of thumb is when you hear academics and others use a bunch of convoluted jargon that you can't understand, it means they're compensating. And this was the issue with this man on city council, and it was always, for the children, we must holistically approach this approach to the pattern of holistic for the children. You're like, what, 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 what about the children? This is, this is Mr. Jones. This is about yard work outside City Hall. For the children, we must holistically approach it. I hated being on City Council. Worst job ever. Nice man, idiot. But he loved the Lord. Now, when I hear London Breed come out and say, "Well, Ron DeSantis, he's only he's only examined a snapshot of a city that is holistically struggling with climate change and the flight of people out of the city." Like, what? What does climate change have to do with homeless man taking a dump on the side of the road? My buddy Austin used to live out there. He would send me these pictures all the time from outside his office, and he would start it with greetings from behind the Iron Curtain. And then you see a picture of somebody taking a dump or shooting up heroin or like like having sex in the middle of a road. or It's just it's the most crazy stuff. This is a fallen, collapsed city. Ron DeSantis has dared to highlight that fact, and the left is apoplectic. You know what else they're apoplectic about? Ron DeSantis... Well, he said nice things about baseball. That makes him a racist. Mike Freeman is a uh, racially oriented sports writer at USA Today, one of those woke people who writes about sports. Ron DeSantis isn't telling the truth. 
He knows when he uses a racist dog whistle and speaking about basketball players, not a dog whistle, actually, a bullhorn, wait, not a bullhorn, stadium speakers, that he's being purposefully misleading. Someone who went to Harvard and Yale cannot be this dumb. So, yes, he is doing something else. This is what I mean. DeSantis did an interview with the Christian Broadcasting Network, and one of the topics was baseball. The interviewer called it a thinking man's game. Another dog whistle, bullhorn, stadium speaker. Then asked the Florida governor and presidential hopeful his thoughts on the sport. So I think that there's kind of a place for everybody on a baseball team if you're willing to work hard, if you're willing to practice, and if you're willing to hone your skills, DeSantis said. I kind of thought it was always a very democratic game, a very meritocratic game. Whereas I kind of viewed like basketball as like these guys are just freaks of nature. They're just incredible athletes. In baseball, you know, you have some guys that might not necessarily be the best athletes, but maybe they've got, you know, that slider that nobody can hit or they have the skills that allow them to compete at the highest level. DeSantis's words caused a mini firestorm on social media and his followers did the predictable, saying dumb liberals were reading too much into his words. DeSantis was essentially talking about two leagues and how the mostly black one, the NBA, is full of freaky athletes with fast twitch muscles and apparently not as democratic or meritocratic or whatever democratic as baseball players. In other words, DeSantis was racist. Um... Jackie Robinson would like a word with this writer. Jackie Robinson also thought baseball was an intellectual game. I don't know of anyone who disagrees with Ron DeSantis except some idiot at USA Today and a bunch of liberals who just want to be outraged. Uh, The fact of the matter is he's right about both games. Now, you may prefer basketball to baseball. I prefer football to them both. But he's right about baseball. You you got this uh what what one guy on the Mets? What's that guy's name? He's the ginormous dude. He is uh slower than molasses on a Christmas day, but he hits home runs. They don't care about his speed. When you've hit a home run, you can walk the bases uh at a snail's pace and you've hit the home run. You're not gonna get out. They love the guy for it. And he's got this massive outfield arm. He can can reach back to home plate. They love the guy for that, but those are his unique talents. If you needed someone fast to run the bases, you don't put him up there. You put him up there to hit a home run. DeSantis was not saying anything out of turn. He's saying something that other people, Hank Aaron and Jackie Robinson, who happen to be black, have said about baseball. It's an intellectual game. Like, for example, the pitcher has pitched two strikes. You got three balls. You got two strikes. Do you swing or not? That's a question you got to figure out. It's an intellectual exercise based on the state of play on the field. Do you think he's going to do you think he's going to throw a strike? Do you think he's going to throw a ball? What do you think? Do you swing? What if he's actually throwing a ball and you swung and now now you're out? As opposed to you're walking, what do you do? Depends on what's on the field. There's actually some thought that goes into the processes of baseball that once you've watched baseball for a while, you get the nuances. But this guy just wants to be outraged. Some people just want to be outraged. Shut up, Siri. My phone's yelling at me because I pushed the wrong button. Some people just want to be outraged. They, They don't really care. They just want to stir the pot. They, they need to be outraged. So they're outraged at Ron DeSantis for calling out the collapsed state of San Francisco. 
They are outraged at Ron DeSantis for accurately describing the differences between baseball and basketball. And they're screaming racism, and they got to scream racism because Joe Biden's not doing well with black voters right now. Joe Biden is not performing well with black voters. They are disaffected. They don't particularly like Kamala Harris, even though she's black. They don't like Joe Biden. They're flirting more and more with Republicans as Democrats get woke. And it's just notable that this guy uh, at USA Today is a wokester who wants to race hustle against Ron DeSantis. Mike, oh, he also, he writes at the Bleacher Report. Yes, there we go. Uh, Previously written at the New York Times, the Washington Post, Dallas Morning News, blah, 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 blah. In January of 2004, Freeman resigned before starting as a columnist at the Indianapolis Star after he was discovered lying about his education, falsely claiming a college degree. Wow. Freeman's columns have included accusations of racism and sexism against his colleagues in the New York press. His columns are often seen as far left and anti-religious. He was unsuccessfully sued for libel by golfer John Daly, with a circuit judge ruling that Freeman's statements were either true or constitutionally protected speech. What? Oh. So this is who USA Today has writing their columns. A man who um, includes accusations of racism and sexism, is anti-religious, and is far left, and we're supposed to take his word against Ron DeSantis, a man who doesn't even seem to recognize that uh, Jackie Robinson and Hank Aaron were baseball players. These people, some of them, they just want to be outraged for the sake of outrage. So I got to take a trip this evening. My niece is getting married tomorrow in Starkville, Mississippi. And we got to take a road trip tonight, the wife, the kids, the dog, and me, to drive over there. Really excited about a long road trip for a quick trip to a wedding. (laughs) I'm excited for my niece. Um, It's the first of my mom and dad's grandkids to get married. Uh, It is my oldest sister's middle daughter. And it'll be a, I mean, it's going to be fun tomorrow. It'll be like a family reunion, but also... It's going to be an exhausting weekend. Um, All right. To the phones, uh, Eddie, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Hey, Eric. Hope you have a good weekend. (laughs) Thank Um, you. Yeah, man. I wanted to go back in time a little bit. Um, Back when George Bush was president, I think it was W, he started a program where he was uh, trying to make home ownership more affordable. He realized it was the wrong thing to do. But the Democrats and um, Obama wouldn't let him cancel it. So when the market crashed, they blamed it on Bush. And then you had the Hillary thing blaming the Russian hoax. And then you had, um, you know, just going through history and everything. And what I'm getting up to is yesterday, or was it the day before, that they uh, censured Adam Schiff finally. And the uh, left side of the chamber started chanting, you know, shame, shame, shame. And why does it work for one side, but not for the other? You know, so I actually think it works less and less um, for their side, but it has in the past in large part because uh, the American major media outlets were so dominant 
and they're not as dominant as they used to be. And this gives, for example, the media is continuing to whine that Ron DeSantis won't engage with them, and they're upset about it. And he won't, and it's really not really hurting him. And in days past, it would have hurt tremendously. During the Bush years, whether you, you like it or not, there you did not have the massive array of conservative media outlets you do now. He had Fox News, but now you've got Newsmax, you've got OAN, you've, you've got a bunch of podcasts, um, you've got dominant personalities on the right who are willing to tell the other side of the story. In the early 2000s, that just was not the case. Most people still got their news from ABC, CBS, and NBC. Uh, the New York Times still set the agenda for everybody. Uh, and that has fundamentally shifted now uh, I- I from where it used to be, which is a good thing. Now, um, I will go back to the phones here when we get back from this bottom of the hour break. The phone number, it is an open line Friday, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Real quick, though, I assume by now you've heard the U.S. Navy heard the implosion of the Titan submersible. Uh, and, and they believe it was the implosion because it happened right around the time that the detection happened right around the time that the Titan submersible uh, lost, uh, stopped transmitting. Uh, and they didn't tell anyone because it's a super secret microphone a relay system designed to detect Soviet or back in the day, Soviet, now Russian and Chinese submarines. So they waited for the information. Fascinating, fascinating data out there. Right now, let me tell you about AFP. Uh, they've got 36 chapters around the nation. They're growing. They have over 4 million activists on board with them, and they want you to be a part of their organization. You go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. What they do is they teach how to be an even more effective grassroots activist. So you learn how to knock on doors. You learn how to approach your board of education, your city council, your county commission, your state uh, legislative members and congressmen to advocate for a limited government. In the last year, they have over 200 successes at the state level, rolling back government, rolling back regulation, rolling back the size and scope of government. They want you on board. They want to train you up to be a powerful conservative activist. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up with them. Learn to be the best conservative activist you can possibly be. Greetings. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. Open line Friday, the phone number 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, um, let me go first to Chris. Welcome to the show, Chris. How are you? Eric, I'm great. Thanks for taking my call this afternoon. How are you? Great. What's going on? So, Yesterday, with the announcement by the USDA approving the land growth meat, my skeptical mind and my conspiracy theory mind went right to the movie Soylent Green in the opening, and I had to show it to my wife to remind her, like, we need to pump the brakes on these things a little bit, and knowing that you are a chef and a movie buff, I thought you would appreciate that analogy and that comparison. Yeah, you know, I, you're not the only one. I am. I thought about that as well. Um, Soylent Green is people, people. Um, yeah, I, I did think about that. It, the whole thing is kind of horrific to me. Now, listen, I, I, I want to say if you choose to eat lab-grown meat, 
well, you go eat your lab-grown meat, but I want nothing to do with a lab-grown meat when God Almighty himself grew me a cow in a field um, that is, exactly. by the way, fueled by plants. Uh, the cow is the ultimate plant-based food. And exactly. I, I'm, I just... Yeah, it, it, Chris, it, it baffles me why people think this is a good idea. Correct, and I can see the implications and the benefits future down the line. I just want someone to pump the brakes and make sure we don't head towards that path. And the, the, the scary part was it opens with, it's the year of 2022, right? When the yep. opening scene of that movie, you just wake up, you know, smell the coffee, yep. you know. You yes, yeah, yeah, what, what time is it, right? people? Like, please. So, by the way, Chris, I've got a friend of mine who is a chef who has looked into this, and he said the irony is that the lab-grown meat uh, uses way more energy to produce than farmers use for cows. Sure. I, I build food processing facilities, including some up in Norcross, you know, and the amount of energy and the amount of utilities required based on the USDA and the FDA requirements is way more than what a cow uses or produces or a farmer uses with this tractor. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me why people yep. can't make the connection. So yeah, thank you, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Y'all, seriously, if you're a vegan, if you're a vegan, probably everybody knows it because you've told them. But also, just, just consider this. Grass-fed beef is the ultimate vegan meal because grass-fed beef is entirely grown on plants. I mean, it it is the ultimate plant-based food, grass-fed beef, and it's far more tasty than a leaf of lettuce. It is. I I mean, I I think every vegan on earth, if they just had a a taste of delicious grass-fed beef, would realize it is not only the ultimate plant-based food, but they've been missing out for a long time. I mean, there, there's just, it, it's it's tasty, delicious, plant-based food. Those grass-fed beef, grass-fed cows. They're also delicious. You, you know, a while back, there was a, near me, there's a, there's a great restaurant near me called The Rookery. It's, it's known for their burgers. And they had a, a vegan protesters out front with laptops running videos of cow processing facilities. And that was their way to try to get people not to eat cow. And I'm just thinking this is this is a great exercise uh, in the 20th and 21st century to feed the world. The mass uh, slaughter and production of, of cows into food for humanity is something 100 years ago. It was way more labor-intensive. It cost so much more. It was deeply inefficient. And now you can process a cow quickly and feed a whole lot of people. And there's something genius about that. It's lowered the cost of meat so that we can feed people. All the, these uh, environmental alarmists and the, the PETA people and stuff, they, they just really want humanity to starve. But they're willing to grow a lab-based chicken. Now, you know, like like the the impossible meat and the beyond meat people, you, you should I, I cannot on radio quote back to you the the Dave Chappelle uh, line on this, but basically he says it is essentially the the lab grown product 
that is based on the use of synthetic hemoglobin is uh, the, the, the transgender version of food. It's, it's not beef, but it identifies as beef. Uh, it's not a woman, but it identifies as a woman. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> nope, I can't go there. I can't go there. Um, it's beyond woman. I mean, we're all used to dealing with impossible women, but this is like the impossible woman. <laughs> it's not, but it synthetically is. It just, it doesn't work, y'all. Uh, just go, eat. God blessed us with cows and chickens and pigs and lambs, and you are not God. You're not going to make a better cow than God himself made at the hands of a farmer entrusted by God to be a steward of the food. Your scientist is not going to do it. And the amount of energy that goes into producing the lab-grown meat is wasteful. I mean, at a time of an energy crisis uh, where, where they're turning out the lights in Texas in the heat wave and you want to grow food in a lab that is not vegetables, um, nope, I nope, no way. All right, um, where are we going here? This says, is it Lakin? Did Charlie spell your name right? Yes, he did. Welcome. Hey, I appreciate you taking my call, Eric. Um, so I called in a couple of months ago. Uh, this is right around the time when this first came out was the ATF talking about banning pistol braces. Mm-hmm. And now, I don't believe it gets enough coverage, national or local news. And it's getting pretty serious, what it seems. I didn't know if you had any uh, input or, you know, advice or, you know, just let people be aware of what the issue is. You know, they, they, Congress, you know, estimates up to 10 to 40 million Americans, law-abiding Americans own these pistol braces. Mm -hmm. And if they come to this ruling, you know, it could be overnight that all these people could could possibly be felons if they don't, you know, abide by the the rules and regulations that they apply. Yeah, and, and so let, let's let's walk this one back. Like, and as as I understand it, you, you know, it was the Trump administration after the Las Vegas shooting decided they would get rid of the pistol brace. Uh, Donald Trump allowed it to go through, but they rushed it, and federal court said you 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 couldn't do it the way you wanted to do it. So now the Biden administration has taken the the go slow well, regulatory those were, approach. Uh, those were the bump stocks. In oh, bump stock. Yep. Yeah, yep, pistol Yep, that's and right. Two, yep. In 2012, was when the pistol brace was introduced, and that was it was made for handicapped veterans specifically, but it was legal to all Americans. Yes. So that's why I just don't know if for you know 11 years it's been legal, but now it's it's not. Yeah, and, and for those of you who don't know what the pistol brace is, uh, yeah, and I got that confusion right. That was the bump stock that that Trump banned. Uh, this one is it's for people in particular who have a disability so that they can steady themselves in firing a gun. And the Biden administration, despite it being used by the disabled community to fire guns, uh, they don't like it. They think it's bad and spooky, and they want to get rid of it. Like, and let me let me let you go there and play this. This is Senator Kennedy from Louisiana on the floor of the Senate talking about this. Trigger warning. This is a pistol brace. I know it's scary. 
This is a pistol brace. It fits on your forearm. Like this. He's putting it on. Here it is, right here. To the pistol brace is added another piece that grips the handgun. That's what we're talking about here. A pistol brace is also known, this scary piece of equipment here, is also known as a stabilizing brace or an arm brace. It's a simple de device. It's mounted to the rear of the pistol. It's designed to anchor the pistol to the shooter's arm right here. It goes on the forearm. So the, so the shooter can shoot the pistol with one hand. And it is very often designed for those with disabilities to be able to use. The Democrats, of course, don't care anything they can do to um, to impede people's rights to use guns. They're willing to do, never mind that this will disenfranchise uh, to, to a degree or so to speak. A lot of people who are handicapped who actually need it to use it, suddenly they'll find themselves felons overnight. Uh, the the Democrats are essentially blocking the vote. Republicans are going to roll back the regulation. Uh, Democrats aren't giving them the votes in the Senate to be able to do it. So the ATF will probably get their way unless the federal judge intervenes, which is appalling. Craig, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Craig. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. Um, I was wondering, you said before that if say Trump wins the nomination and he picked DeSantis as his running mate, that that would discount Florida's electoral college votes? Yes. I was wondering if, say Trump wins the nomination and they both decide to roll the dice and do that because they think they can still win, but let's say Florida's votes are taken out and neither side reaches 270, I was going to see if you could like walk through the process of where it goes from there and which side you would think would come out on top from the next steps oh that, that that's a great one okay so so let, let's let's break this down craig and, and thank you for that question so so that you understand the constitution of the united states of america prohibits two people from the same state running for president and vice president the way it prohibits it is not to say you can't do it but to say that your state's electoral college votes will not count so California has the most electoral college votes, 54. Texas has the second most at 40. Florida has the third most at 30 in 2024. Uh, they just went up from 28 to 30. So Florida and Texas combined have more electoral college votes than California. If Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis ran as a ticket, they would need 270 votes to win. That's the total number of votes of a majority of the Electoral College. All the votes, 534 or 538 divided by two, you get, um, you, what is it? Um, you get 270 is the majority. They would be short out of the gate 30 votes because they would still need 270 votes to win but they would be denied the 30 because they're both residents of Florida. That's the problem. What happens now to the rest of the question is what happens if you, nobody gets 270 
If nobody gets 270 votes, you have to have a majority, not a plurality. you got to have 270. It goes to the House of Representatives. In the House of Representatives, each state gets one vote. So there are 50 votes in the House of Representatives. Each state gets one vote. Now, the way that works is you would take the majority of the delegation. So, for example, um, Georgia has 14 congressional districts where I am. Georgia has 14 congressional districts. The majority of those districts are by um, Republicans. So the Georgia delegation would vote. And in the Georgia delegation, there would be four votes for the Democratic candidate and 10 votes for the Republican candidate. Therefore, Georgia would vote for the Republican. California is the opposite. California, majority of the uh, districts are Democrats, so California's one vote would go um, Democrat. Now, the question is, statewide, uh, that gives Republicans a bit of an advantage in the House because more state delegations are controlled by Republicans than Democrats. That would work to the Republicans' advantage, and Florida would get a vote in that process. They wouldn't be disqualified. None of the states are disqualified. Uh, but the odds are um, when you take those 30 votes out of the Electoral College, uh, that hurts the GOP greatly if Trump and DeSantis were to run as a ticket. Now, let's talk about your – I, I want to talk specifically to business owners right now. You have computers. Your employees need computers. You're not sure what to do about them, desktops, laptops. you you, you got to have computers. You could go to a big box store and buy your computers. You don't want to hire a big IT department. Why don't you use Vision Computers instead? Because they're going to custom build computers for your employees that are actually designed for whatever your company does. And they're going to design them to be upgradable so every few years you don't have to buy brand new computers. You can just swap out parts as needed in the original cases. And so you're saving money. And not only that, Vision Computer will serve as your IT department. So if you have an employee who has something wrong on the computer, your employee will be given Vision Computer's number. Call them. They actually answer the phone. You don't get in, in call waiting hell or press one plus three plus five, habla espanol, whatever. You, you just you, They answer the phone. And they will diagnose and solve your employees' problems so you don't have to worry about the IT either. And if those, if you're in a company right now and you're worrying about this stuff and you don't have vision computers, you can pay a small annual fee and they will become your tech support. They will work with your employees. They will work with you. They'll take care of your email setup, your printer support, everything. It's a great way to save your company money while getting bleeding-edge technology. VisionComputers.com or 404Compute. That's the number. 404Compute. Ask about the Eric Erickson special. You can save even more money. You won't see that at VisionComputers.com, but if you call them at 404Compute, ask about the Eric Erickson special. They can save you some money. And notice, it's 404, which means they're in Atlanta, but they do work in all 50 states. So call them wherever you are, VisionComputers.com or 404Compute. Let them be your computer store. Welcome. We are out of time. My apologies to those of you still on hold. I uh, do not have time to do justice to any more phone calls here. Uh, I, I I do want to, at the end of the show here, uh, say there's some breaking news. Uh, CNN is reporting that the uh, other investigation that Jack Smith is leading, that's the special counsel who's already indicted Trump in Florida, uh, appears to be finishing up his investigation about January 6th and is concentrating now on those fake electors. If you will recall, in a number of states, individual Republicans uh, in states Trump lost 
uh, claimed to be alternative uh, electors to the Electoral College. Two of them were granted immunity to testify to the grand jury. And part of this seems to be, and this is where they seem to be headed with it, the Trump team did a lot of fundraising related to the stolen election and claims about the elections. Now, if they say if if they make the claim that uh, they should have known what they were fundraising off of wasn't true, you can get them on fraud charges, like the the Steve Bannon case where he was fundraising to build the wall of Mexico and the money that was actually not going to that. Um, they tried to indict him for that. Trump pardoned him. This is kind of the same situation. It also appears that they may be looking past Donald Trump to the legal team of Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell and others going after them and not actually going after Donald Trump. Either way, it's a pretty significant development that they have done this in Washington. Keep in mind, Trump is now federally indicted in Florida, could be indicted in Fulton County, Georgia, for what happened in Georgia, and also now in Washington. And this CNN report uh, that the special counsel is taking a more expansive view of the January 6th litigation, including uh, fraudulently fundraising off of the claims of stolen election, uh, trying to disrupt the Electoral College, and then was there a concerted effort to try to interfere with the operations of Congress on January 6th? Pretty expansive investigation beyond what was originally reported. Um, So Trump's not out of the woods yet. This is breaking news happening right now. Just hit the wires that this investigation has taken another twist. I'll bring you up to speed on it on Monday. You guys have a great weekend. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.